0: Drink the Kool-Aid, right? As that one guy said. He's like, you know, I get that you don't drink the Kool-Aid, whatever I do. Like, I love this place. It's, you know, a place I fucking die for. And it's just like, (laughs) holy shit, this guy, you know. He's simping. He's simping hard. He's simping
1: hard for this company.
0: And then we kind of figure out why, you know, like they have a very high level of standards. And they do, really do change people's lives.
1: Welcome to the Discuss and Discussed podcast i'm kevin i'm Derek. and today we'll be talking about the bear episode seven through ten the ending the ending the second half (laughs) the second half we dedicated an entire episode to episode six because it was so long and we had a lot to talk about so this is the rest of the episodes (laughs) (laughs) all right so starting with episode seven
0: dude you know it's so funny i keep i keep saying like i have a favorite episode right Uh you know it was was episode four or three whenever uh marcus Copenhagen. copenhagen I was like oh that's a really cool one like one of my favorite ones episode six comes out i'm like all right for sure this one's mine <laughs> and then we get freaking richie coming out be, like almost the perfect
1: episode yeah for a character like richie it was awesome like I, I think episode seven was probably my favorite just because we get to see a different side of richie and it's like the amount of growth he has in one episode is like damn damn so good and you can't help but like to root for him absolutely Especially after.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Because again, you know, beginning of the episode we just start off like Richie being Richie, hating mm. his life, like hating the fact that he's here or whatever, in this beautiful restaurant, right? And like this well fine tuned restaurant that I want to go to, first off. Like I, I I'm forgetting the name of the actual restaurant that does this. But Ever. Yeah. Ever. Or Roma. Yeah. It's just crazy to see him go from terribly polishing. Forks to like level three rich <laughs> <laughs> level three, but well, we see it. Um, twos. The
1: cool thing is that they give us glimpses into how he wakes up too, and his morning process. It's mm-hmm. like, he used to wake up a little bit after the alarm, kind of like fumbling to the Island table. And then it's it messy. It's messy. He's trying to like slowly put all of his stuff into his pockets. He kind of like misses his pockets too. And then by the end of the episode, he wakes up like right before the clock and then he grabs everything immediately puts it into his pockets mm-hmm.
0: and then he's like ready to go. Yeah. Cleaned up. He's, he's excited. He's eager. He's found purpose now in what he wants to do. You mm-hmm. know, like we, towards the end, he's like, you guys hiring or anything? Like he's willing to like, just be there to do whatever. And like drink the Kool-Aid, right. As that one yeah, guy yeah. Said. he's like, you know, I get that. If you don't drink the Kool-Aid, whatever I do. Like, I love this place. It's, you know, a place I fucking die for. And it's just like, <laughs> holy shit, this guy, uh you know, he's simping, he's simping hard, He's simping hard for this company. And then we kind of figure out why, you know, like they have a very high level of standards and they do really do change people's lives, you know, and stuff like that. And like want to make an impact. And I understand where this guy's coming from, you know? Yeah. Like we all do towards the end. It's just like, wow.
1: Yeah. When he's talking about, (laughs) when he's talking about how like he wasn't doing well before this company and like, you know, he didn't have his shit together or whatever. And, just that moment of him sharing a moment with Richie. They're not like, um, what is it like professional coworkers right now? They're just like, All right, <laughs> yeah. cool. We're they kind of like earned each other's respect. And Richie's come on Richie's like, Come on, just fucking tell me. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he does. So it's a cool
0: moment in growth for both characters too. Mm-hmm and what was that one scene where the the head chef executive chef comes in was like who you know like why are there smudges on the forks because like you know with since there's a smudge on the fork we also have to match it with the plate right and then i was like oh damn this is fucking crazy and then he's like uh he's what do you say yeah he's like fuck you (laughs) he's like yes chef fuck me (laughs) it's like like,
1: this is so good (laughs) it's it's just funny like um then richie's reaction was just like oh shit <laughs> well the thing is that he didn't rat out richie absolutely everyone didn't say anything because mm-hmm.
0: everyone takes the blame together yeah you know like again beautiful i thought richie was gonna step up and say it was on him
1: i thought so too i thought but Richie was gonna say something but he didn't
0: didn't say nothing and that's okay yeah because we get later on that he understands his value now he understands where it's at he's wearing suits <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i'm a suit guy now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just so good and i love the redemption arc because like you know we do uh in the beginning ish like he calls up tiff or tiff calls him and oh yeah yeah,
1: do that moment
0: breaks the news to him is like you know like her boyfriend is now fiance because opposed to her you can tell she's very hurt by it to tell richie but she has to and richie's doing all he can to like at least hold on to his daughter you know his daughter's affection and goes above and beyond to get taylor swift tickets yeah. yeah. so like we saw his potential there because he does so much for his daughter which means he can do so much for you know his um his own clientele right and more importantly he can do so much more for himself yeah especially when damn it sucks that we kind of forgot the character's
1: name (laughs) no but the asian guy (laughs) (laughs) he needs respect but we don't know his name oh gosh um, but it's cool. Cause then he's like, I wear a suit because I respect myself and I think you should respect yourself too. And yeah. I think that call out right there really like Richie needed that. Right.
0: That was the moment to like kind of flip on the switch when we saw Richie try a little bit more after we saw also, you know, everyone else doing their best to like, wow, you know, everyone coming into the restaurant, right? Like, like the couple who saved up money to come out there for their first time. Yeah. And they're like, we're not gonna let them pay a cent. We that's want to insane. blow their mind. Yeah, that's insane. So this is this is you know one of the three Michelin stars in the world, right? Like so, this is three Michelin star restaurant, meaning they have great food, they have great service, and they combine the both, just spectacularly, you know. And so to see them, you know, do the things that they do is crazy, and you know the part where they're like, oh, you know, we had a family that come in who's never had Chicago-style pizza before. D-Dish, yeah. yeah. And then they hinted, it like, well, what are we going to do about it? And then Richie runs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see him, him go to the pizza store, and he's yeah. like, damn, dude. This
1: is It's so good of an episode. Super, super good. And Richie is pretty much um, leveling up. And then um, I put on here, every character in this season so far is getting an anime level up. <laughs> yeah. You know, in like the <laughs> <Absolutely>. Shonen, where... <laughs> anime characters like naruto or one piece they they go through like a two-year transformation arc where they're just training right (laughs) this is the training arc for all of our chefs and stuff like that and i think subtly it just makes us more attached to these characters Mm -hmm. and it's something that i wish more american media would do you know like we want to level up with the characters we don't want to just see like superpowers and stuff all the time but like this type of level up should be implemented in all like superhero films yeah not not just like throw in more action (laughs) it's like
0: no we need to be more invested we keep saying it's the writing in this and it's the fact that they are willing to dedicate full episodes to each character you know for the most part like we see so much growth in all of them and like i love that you put that like that's a really good like visual to be like this is their anime training montage it is like Like everyone's keep going up and up everyone is
1: sent out to do a stage at like some five-star place and it's just like they're leveling up their game so that when they come back home they're like ready to go
0: yeah and it's crazy because the only person that we don't really see this happen with is carmy yeah he's a stalemate or something and the funny thing is it's already because he's top chef right he's he's the executive chef at his own restaurant which makes sense Mm -hmm. but you know, the funny thing is that the other aspects that he can level up in is like his love, right? His love department and his, so his relationship with Claire. It's definitely the cost of
1: greatness. Absolutely, he gave up relationships. He gave up his social life, and you know, like back in school, there's that triangle. It's like you could only do like one or two of these things, but you can't do all three. And it's like that triangle of social life, work, or fun, or something yeah. like that.
0: It's it's the uh, the focus it. of greatness or something like that i I forgot what it is but (laughs) yeah it's crazy because uncle jimmy and this is actually why i keep saying everything is my favorite episode but episode nine was probably my true favorite and the one that made the most impact because you know carmy does sit down with uncle jay who breaks this all down you know he's like uh you know carmy's like "I, i don't get it whatever you know like i'm dating someone and then uncle jay is like dude i'm sorry for you you know like he's like i've never been more happy for you but also, you know, be very, very careful. And this is just like this whole thing to like instill the fact that Carmi's focus is now split. Yeah. Right. If he wants to have an amazing, great restaurant, let's say even if he wanted to have a mission star, he has to put all of his focus in there. Yep. And the funny thing is like, again, he's seeing, he, he's unable to unbalance the, the two. And then it's so heartbreaking in the end where you know, he's stuck in the freezer and yeah. Claire comes to help and he spills everything out and it up yeah i truly think that Carmi's
1: character is like the cost of greatness and like we want carmy to be happy we want him to have a relationship with claire but like if he wants to be great and this is kind of like his first relationship it's like well dude <laughs> the you would have to be in a relationship long enough to the point where you're super comfortable with the relationship where your partner just allows you to do whatever you want because you've developed that trust you develop like that ease of mind you don't have to like play catch up in the relationship to to get their attention to like feel love or whatever you know he's not there he's at like the beginning of the relationship so he has to do a lot of up work to maintain the relationship so i found it interesting that our cousin (laughs) mentioned that claire is like poorly written or yeah and
0: a lot of people actually don't like her and stuff too yeah, yeah that
1: and what was the other thing that he brought up it was uh how he couldn't understand that Uh, Carmi couldn't balance a relationship and being on Top Chef. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, but like... You gotta understand. In the honeymoon of a relationship, like you're trying so damn hard to impress the other person to like you and keep it that it's like, that's a lot of time and effort. But he's also in a kitchen that's like failing. Or it has potential to fail. But mm -hmm. like it's high stakes. There's a lot on the line. They don't just want this to be successful. It needs to be successful. Otherwise they lose it to Uncle Jay. And even Uncle Jay won't be happy about it Mm because if he can't... He can't really sell that building
0: for its actual cost mm-hmm. you know he has to undersell so that's the the crazy thing about why Carmi is such a powerful device in like what everyone experiences right like going after a passion something that you wholeheartedly already put your life into because of again your family and whatever it is right like you finally developed this thing that you're truly good at to have a purpose And then to have your focus divided by again, love, right. It's a very natural thing or whatever. It's difficult to balance it. Like, you know, like trying to go through and like being the person that you want to be. And then there's this other person you have to take care of. Yep. That's the difficult part too. And you know, this is a whole restaurant. So it's not even just starting up a whole restaurant. They have to tear down the old one. Yeah. They have to use the same foundation and, you know, again, adjust it to whatever it was into this new place. So, balance is not going to be there you just have to have someone strong enough to be able to support you which in the end like we kind of can tell that claire was willing to be that person for him you know he's just he just doesn't know how to deal with it because that's also his first real relationship
1: yeah so back to the whole claire thing do you like her or dislike her
0: i still do like her okay Cool. you know like she's a good um extra ingredient into this whole crazy ass formula of the show
1: (laughs) the thing about claire is that um we learn a, we learn more about her from other characters. So like we, mm-hmm. in that Christmas episode, we get Richie and Mikey hyping her up. Like right. she's perfect for you. She's perfect for you. So the payoff to the dialogue here is that Claire is perfect for Carmi. And then we're seeing why. So I wonder if that was the gripe with our cousin disliking yeah. the writing for Claire or something like that, yeah. seeming to be too perfect. But it's like, she's literally the pers- person that's
0: supposed to be perfect right. for Carmi. So. And the thing that Carmi can't see too is that Having Claire in his life technically makes him better. Yeah, and he just doesn't realize it yet. Carmi's flaw
1: is that he doesn't know what it's like to feel love and like to give love and then to be in a loving relationship, hence the fallout of like his mom and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So even though Claire is gonna be perfect, Carmi's gonna be the one that's like destroying it simply because he doesn't know how to deal with it. So like this is where the growth is gonna come in and then this is what's gonna challenge Claire. Mm -hmm. So the ending I kind of don't like this, but I know that it needed to be done just just because like you know the whole <laughs> testing of the relationship right I just don't like it when they use uh so like the ending, so Carmi is stuck in the freezer because of his own mm-hmm. um mistake and lack of focus, lack of focus, yep, and he's like venting and then Tina leaves and then he's yelling, and he's just thinking about his intrusive thoughts, why think of reasons why he failed mm-hmm. so then he lets it out that like oh he shouldn't be in a relationship with claire and that it was a mistake or whatever and claire just happens to be there and overhear it i just don't like
0: this trope of another character like overhearing like that mm-hmm. what about you it's funny because when you mention anime like this kind of makes sense to the whole season now because in an anime this is how exactly like what would happen in a relationship you know like some main dude gets stuck somewhere he's venting about something and then you know his love interest or whatever comes in and overhears it it's exactly like an anime <laughs> which is <kind laughs> so funny to me but to be quite honest with you i thought it was cheesy however you have to still commend the lead up to it right yeah carmy forgets you know Carmi, did you call the guy did you get yeah. the freezer fix did you get the freezer fix
1: i understand all of that part. yeah it's still the, the... Yeah. When a character overhears just because she walked back there, even though Fak and Richie was like, no, don't go back there. And it's like, and then she walked back there because of how defiant Mm -hmm. she is because she was worried, which makes sense. It's, it's a small gripe, but I also understand that it Mm -hmm. needed to happen.
0: It's just the trope, right? It's the theme in the last few episodes too, that like, again, he, Carmi is turning into Donna. Yeah. And he's stuck. He's frustrated. He doesn't know how to deal with stuff. And he's letting his thoughts air out. Exactly. And then, you know, Claire being the outside person, right. Just similar to Pete, similar to John Mulaney's character comes in with good intentions. He blows up. And so that's why to me, like, yeah, it's a little cheesy or whatever, but they did a good job versus just like, uh, sorry, they did a good job leading up to it. Yeah. They didn't just put it in there. If they had just put it in there, I would have been like, dude, yeah, of course this is dumb. You know, Mm -hmm. like, but because they did that, the cheesiness is, like, it almost, like, felt right. Okay. Where it's, like, okay, well, kind of makes sense that Claire wouldn't go in there and help him. It also makes sense that Carmen would self-destruct. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, I thought it fit, actually. Did I like it? I'm sure they could have done something else, but <laughs> <laughs> it fit. <laughs> no, no, like, I, I agree yeah. that it fits, too. It,
1: it was just, like, a cliche is what it feels like, that's yes. all. And it's, like, damn. I was hoping to not really see it just because like we talk about how great the show is all the time. And it's just like that one thing you would hope that they would just stay away from cliches overall, but Mm -hmm. maybe they're, they
0: thought of many ways to do it, but that was the one that like made the most sense. Right. And cliches are cliches because they're overdone and you know, it's just plug and play formula, right? This is one show that inputs a cliche, but changes the formula a little bit because again, they lead up to it and this is the payoff. And the funny thing is that payoff, in this case, is not even satisfying. It's actually very sad. <laughs> and so, I don't mind it one bit. Like I mentioned, if it was a plug-and-play thing where it's just like, oh, Claire just walks in there and mm-hmm. he's stuck and that's it, and we don't know, like, anything before that, or we can't connect it to anything, then it would bother me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think the connection is great. Like, again, everything with the character is fine. Like Claire's still good, though? Claire's... I think Claire's still good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I like Claire. I mean, she's good for carmy you know yeah and we're invested in the characters especially Carmi, because we want him to be happy and
1: well not every character needs to be a flaw no like i think about um paddington (laughs) yeah dude paddington too if you guys haven't seen it so good (laughs) so like if you're gonna have a character that doesn't change then you need characters um all around that character that's gonna change so if claire doesn't change because she's perfect that's fine we have a whole mess of characters, so. It, so it doesn't matter because we have Richie, Sid, like the whole uh kitchen, you know, and then Carmy's whole family—they're a mess. We need mm-hmm. somebody that's not a mess, which is Pete mm-hmm. or Claire, Claire, yeah, or John Mulaney.
0: <laughs> it's also really nice too that Uncle Jimmy, again, being the sole stakeholder in all this, right? He's the one that gets hurt the most if they all fail. Everyone fails, but he's the one that loses essentially millions yeah, yeah almost a million yeah um, more than a million probably so i mentioned episode nine was my favorite main reason being is the scene that you know carmy sits down with uncle jay he's telling them about you know the the baseball player uh, sorry alex gonzalez i believe i, I don't watch baseball so i, I swear i, I wrote no it down election. somewhere but you know he he's telling about the story about how this whole team's fucking up you know chicago cubs just continues to fuck up and whatever. However you know, like the whole game was ruined by a bystander who caught you know, a ball or whatever and fucked up the whole game. Everyone remembers him but Alex was the one that started this trend of just like the whole team fucking up. So I wrote this quote down because I was like, dude, for some reason this quote was just like stuck in my head. I love it so much because he tells Carmi, he's like, you know, you know, don't be that guy but if you want to be the guy Carmi, be the fucking guy. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what triggers uh, Carmi to be like, oh shit, like should I be unfocused then in this relationship, when I need to be the guy that you know, the whole restaurant can lean on? Well,
1: the cool thing about all these like advices or wisdom that that our characters are receiving, is that it's they are right from their own experience. But at the same time, it can be bettered, or like the situation can be different to where they can foster that into something greater. So like in Sid's case, where her dad was telling her about, hey, maybe you should think of a second thing or whatever. But then the payoff in the end is that her father was so impressed by the, the restaurant. And like he's cheering Sid on when Sid was having like a breakdown because she noticed another thing that Carmi didn't do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's validation for her that like this is the right choice, that this is the right path and now we're seeing Carmi being tested with that same similar wisdom dialogue where uncle jay is telling him that metaphor now we see all right so is Carmi going to fall into the trap of letting a bystander fuck everything up
0: mm-hmm.
1: or is he going to be the guy but the thing about the guy is that it's just a metaphor i think the guy here in this scenario is his team mm-hmm. and we saw his team succeed without him mm-hmm. like he was trapped in a freezer the whole time yeah and the moment like richie takes over expo it was almost like a tear
0: tear <laughs> proud
1: tear moment is like damn
0: so this guy yeah and i love that you brought that up because in, in my notes i was gonna follow up that richie became the guy yeah right and we see again everything that richie is trying to do he's trying to better himself he was the calm person coming in he's like you know i'm not gonna yell it's like hey i can do it let me do it right we got five minutes to yeah, unfuck everything right pretty much and so he comes in he's like, all right let's do it you know, and we get that super tense moment where Sydney's like, oh, shit. Should I? Should should I, I what's going on? Yeah. You know, everyone's like waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for something to happen. And Richie's like, let's do it. And then gets into it all and we see everything's flowing really well. They got out of the weeds, you know, like, like they got out of it. That's fine. Tina even was like chill about it because she trusts in her training Yep, and everything. And so, Carmi not being there the whole time to see the growth between everyone, he doesn't realize like he doesn't have to be there. And hence... yeah. He can have a balance because he needs to trust his other people. Yep, oh, dude. that's
1: yeah. That's why like so like, good. Carmy's flaw is that he's top chef, but he lacks emotional intelligence and like that trust in his team. Mm-hmm. And mainly, you know, it's justified because of his uh, mom and all that. But now he needs to really. That's going to be the challenge in like the coming season. Yeah, can he trust his team? Right, and, especially
0: now that him and Richie also had a falling out because of the whole Claire situation. Yeah like that whole scene we mentioned the improvisation so good you know like them going back and forth was just oh wow i think their relationships
1: gonna be fine because they yell at each other all the time yeah this it, one seemed big too this one was big but this was richie in a different state of mind too he was trying to help um carmy mm-hmm. so i think in the next season they'll be able to like work it through much easier than him and claire would Oof. but that would be like the next season it's going to be like all right, is Carmi going to be able to level up in his emotional intelligence to be like um, rekindling his relationship with mm-hmm. Claire and then uh, rekindling his relationship with his whole team, actually,
0: too? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be especially so Sid, to watch.
1: because Sid is just like. Yeah,
0: because they're partners. Yeah, because they're supposed to be partners. Mm-hmm. And, and Sid's scared, obviously, to fail. Carmi's scared to fail. Like, it's just so much going on. And I don't know. Like I'm so excited for season three to come out, <laughs> but we have to wait. And it could be years, yeah, know, it could be years. due to the writer strike, but everything about the show is so good. The payoff's ugh, so well done, you know, like everything, oh, even facts like level up, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Going from like person, they just call in every so often to being the front person. Front of the house. Yeah. Yeah, And now <laughs> like, you know, Richie's even being like, you
1: can do this, you know, like even that, yeah. Even face. that moment was like, yeah. he used to yell at a all the time yeah. and call him like, how <laughs> yeah. piece of a shit he yeah. is but in that moment he needed to to be encouraged mm-hmm. and richie gave him like the right and amount it, of dude. confidence and it's just like you got this yeah i don't know how to do expo but i'm gonna do it mm-hmm. you know it's it's
0: crazy wow. oh, man it's so good and then you know like it's just cool to see oh let's talk about how the the, the last episode was even set up right like the fact that we get to see how hectic the back of the house is, you know mm. whether you're a server or chef or whatever we understand like everything in the back of the house is fucking chaos
1: yeah every day
0: every no matter what day it is no matter how well organized you are it's gonna be fucking chaos it's, yeah it's never
1: like quiet back there never. every time you walk back there sure the pots and pans are loud but it's always yelling it's yelling
0: whatever. something's going on something's on fire and like it's funny then you get to see that The front of the house is, of course, split by just the door, right? Yeah. They go through the door. Everything's calm. It's nice. We see... That little piece melody in the background. And it's like everyone, the chinking of uh, glasses
1: or whatever, plates.
0: We see Sugar even having a time to sit down and be with Pete for a little bit and have like a very tender moment with them. You know, and she's also trying to take care of all the front of the house fires and stuff, you know? Yeah, like the toilet. The toilet. And it's just... So funny to like watch like that because again us both being in restaurant life, we understand, man. Like sometimes when you walk through that door, you're just like, I don't want it's to. It's a whole second face you know to put on. You're just like, all right, fuck you guys, we gotta get this out. Blah blah blah. You walk through the door, you're just like, hey, how's it going, guys? Like, it's oh, definitely a, good time.
1: a. It's definitely a deep breath before you walk back out Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something like that
0: that's why i love that when you brought up uh sid's dad Mm -hmm. you know he sees that everything's beautiful everything's crazy you know everything's a wonderful experience even though sid's in the back throwing up because there's so much pressure on her yeah you know to make everything work but to her dad like everything's perfect yep everything's better than perfect because he can see that this there you know there's the potential here now Mm -hmm. you know and so it's just so funny to be like Oh god i feel you guys like <laughs> it's the, a lot
1: it's the build-up to the ending too is when when we get those shots of other restaurants closing it's those shots are so important even though it, it's Sid seeing this for like a second or whatever and then we see a flashback of her previous co-worker or whatever mm-hmm. that that one mm-hmm. chef that was like kind of like Helping telling yeah that was telling yeah. Sid said good luck but in the end her own restaurant got shut down so mm-hmm. like just th- even that small thing, that small edit right there builds up to the end because it's giving us subconscious thoughts of like, all right, this mm-hmm. is high stakes. Right. So then when we see the back of the house kind of like flustered and stuff, we're high, highly strung on the anxiety and stress too. Like mm-hmm. when they ran out of forks and then the dishwasher and then, and then one of the um, chefs are missing. And I was like, bro. And, he smoked crack <laughs> yeah, he's, been, and he's smoking crack <laughs> in the back and I was like, damn. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to working in the restaurant. It's just like, <sighs> so dude, funny. this is so funny. Cause like, for some reason, there's always someone missing for some reason. Yeah. And then it's like, yo, do you know where this person is? Like, no, like he, he's gone for so long.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then the dishwasher always like failing to keep up with, um, washing dishes. Mm-hmm. it's just like a common problem
0: well the other thing is that's on Carmi again right oh yeah he's bad at math yeah <laughs> so, he didn't order enough forks yeah and they're just like yeah Did you, you make sure we order enough do we have enough and he's just like yeah, yeah we got it and stuff and so it's just so funny like going through like this whole episode it's also you know what is it the well, first 10 minutes was one shot again to see how hectic it was going from the back of the house to the front of the house back to the back of the house yeah and so you know there's a flow of motion to everything and that's kind of what they do really well in the show as well. It's just like there's a flow to, mo- to uh, of motion to each and every single one character. And their relationship in the last episode is just so crazy because, like, every single one of them is leveling up individually. However, we see Marcus and Sydney's relationship also slightly crumble. Fallout, yeah. Before we move on to that, uh, the fork
1: thing is... A flashback to when I used to work at Cheesecake. Yeah. For some reason, we always ran out of like silverware. Yeah. And we legit needed to like
0: unbox new silverware to like lay it out. And it's always regularly. Like yeah, you'll run out of forks like weekly for some reason. Yeah. And it's
1: like, is someone stealing our forks? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> Either stealing
0: them or like, you know, people who bust them like throw them away, right? And they're not like careful about it. Like that happens all the time. It's like, why is this happening? And then yeah. I just thought it was kind of a weird thing. Even though Carmi miscalculated
1: missing silverware is actually like a common thing
0: huge (laughs) and that's why they wanted to have a surplus of forks. yeah you know and they didn't have a lot of money to work with but Mm -hmm. that's why you should always have you know surplus of everything at the restaurant and hope that you have enough yeah um but yeah relationship right yeah so Sid and Marcus Sid and Marcus had a falling out the very interesting thing is that we saw Richie and Uncle Jay's relationship uh solidify a little bit more because of the whole chocolate banana thing yeah you know like you know richie wowed uncle jay surprised him and now like you can tell there's like a level of growth in richie and that he really appreciates uncle jay Mm -hmm. you know it's just like this is so beautiful oh also we get you know donna come in right like donna's trying to trying to break that bad mom mentality but can't seem to do it because of Again, her lack of self confidence, whatever it is.
1: Well, she's in a self realization that she's the chaos. Right. So she doesn't want to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So, in a way, she is doing the right thing. Um, she doesn't allow herself to grow. Therefore, she knows she's going to fuck it up. And because it's, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy, like mm-hmm. she can't get out of her own way. Therefore, she will fuck it up something nice. And she doesn't want to ruin that for her kids.
0: All right. And then we get Pete. So, there's some <laughs> growth there, oh. but. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking to see Pete cry because he's like <laughs> yeah. overwhelmed, right? Like being in a family like this, I can understand. And it's just like, he's overwhelmed. He just like, didn't know how to handle that situation with Donna and had to be the person to say that it's going to be okay for her to walk away. Mm-hmm. You know, another huge piece of pressure pressure that uh, hopefully no one really ever feels, but oh man i trying to tell that to sugar too without oh, telling her yeah so i thought that i thought he was gonna break up with her that's like yeah, <laughs> the up. way that it he's was. like i'm so overwhelmed your family's fucking crazy no 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 pete's strong <laughs> yeah he's a good guy he's a, <laughs> a strong guy
1: so back to sit and marcus yeah. you're like sit and marcus and then all these other characters well it's because <laughs> i wanted to
0: see them for a little bit i wanted to mention every other like oh, okay. relationship
1: anybody else before Sid and marcus
0: <laughs> uh i think i was also going to bring up um who was it so technically carmy's relationship with his head chef joel McHale, oh okay. because he makes an appearance oh yeah yeah he does. he makes like a hallucinatory type of yeah. presence and we get and i only want to bring that up really quickly just because we get carmy um, you know bringing up his ptsd again almost yeah. as a, an excuse as to why he again can't achieve greatness while being in a supportive relationship so that was like another thing to be like you know that's a relationship That they displayed where and this applies to anyone that does not matter now right Mm -hmm. it was a past thing that's happened you can learn from it and move forward and so that's like the only thing i wanted to mention on that yeah
1: it's just more fuel to the flames of like carmy trying to reason with his own stress Mm -hmm. and all that stuff yeah and
0: find blame almost yeah pretty
1: much like it's uh he's projecting like what donna was doing in the kitchen Mm -hmm. and you know if claire is uh perfect <laughs> she'll be willing to hear carmy out right
0: and just like but be there for him and know that he was in a, a tremendous amount of stress yeah that he didn't know how to help and stuff so which is valid you know like his ptsd his trauma is valid true it's the same but
1: but i think after hearing the voicemail too also oh, yeah. made Carmi kind of like clear his mind a little bit yeah. so yeah i would regret it immediately if i was yeah yeah so definitely a relationship or a conversation to have in the next season yeah that we're probably gonna see yep uh
0: sid and marcus yeah do you want them <laughs> do you want them no. Do you ship them i don't uh you a little bit a little bit a little bit i like i can do with either or but like if they got together i think it's good for sid i think marcus Ugh. deserves it because he's a good guy oh and we also get the the phone scene with marcus which one did you catch that like in the end like very end there's a you know he's getting calls from his mom's nurse oh okay i missed that <sighs> part yeah that was another thing i was like oh shit dude season three is gonna be a fucking <laughs> a tearjerker i did yeah. tear up twice in the show which part uh so richie episode with richie and then uh i think it was technically episode nine uh, something I think it was <laughs> dumb enough when Uncle Jay said the whole if you want to be a guy, be the fucking guy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know why, but I did tear up and I don't do that often, so <laughs>
1: it's
0: a good show. <laughs> I getcha. But yeah,
1: like I don't know, Sid and Marcus I guess if you want to integrate like the whole you know, like all the coworkers sleeping with each other all yeah. the time. It's like gotcha. Relationship in the workplace. Gross. Yeah. But it does happen a lot at the restaurant. It this is one of the most annoying things I found working at a restaurant is when everyone's sleeping together and it's like, that's the gossip. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> uh, God, it's like, can I just show up and work? And like, <laughs> yeah. We have to sleep with someone. That's a requirement. <laughs> and I get it. You know, like you're around
0: these people like yeah, 80% of your day. Yeah. You know? And so you build a relationship and like, this is one of the few environments I can agree to say that, you know, like they they become your second family. That's why, Oh, that's why when Richie, mentioned to Sid, you know, uh was like, "Oh yeah, or Sid says to Richie's like, "You guys are really close, forever right? He's like, "We're family." Yeah. Then Richie like, "Well, you know, you got to deal with him too." Well, he said, "Now you
1: have Carmy and them too." Yeah. So, it's it basically it's a family Yeah, basically it's telling Sid that you have a family too because mm-hmm. they're both single or the only child. Yeah. Like so. she's now a part of this whole family. <laughs> crazy fucking mess, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's good. It's good. I think that's why I don't want them Mm. To, to be together because right right now yeah. they're like a family so like and the relationship can work but majority of times it kind of doesn't mm-hmm. and one thing i want to um touch on is like proximity like mm.
0: uh,
1: just because you're this is where you work and these are your friends or whatever it's like is this a proximity relationship meaning yeah you're you're friendly and and all that stuff, but that's because you show up to work all the time. Like, you mm-hmm. don't want to mess that up. Mm-hmm. And then proximity, like relationship, as in like romantic relationship, do you actually like this person or do you think you like them because you see them every day and mm-hmm. you th- you're you like um, settling with the idea. Like, right. this could be the person because we're around each other all the time. I don't have to make time to see this person outside of work. I could just see them all the time. Right. So I, I think all that proximity stuff just like, can become a problem absolutely because it's clouding
0: your your judgment uh, dude like you hit it on the like the you hit the nail on the head you know just because like their whole proximity relationship is so easy to get comfortable in Mm -hmm. because again you see this person every single day you don't have to make too much of an effort you know exactly what each other going through so there's that familiar familiarity (laughs) and you guys share that bond of course like because you guys work in the same place it happens all the time i'm sure it'll do like i kind of want to see it in season three i just don't know how it'll play out right of course i don't want them to get together and then like have like a failing friendship mm-hmm. but if they do get together and it works out it's like cool we're you know but i'm sure we can get some kind of drama <laughs> i mean we already got like a brief glimpse of
1: the drama when marcus when um sydney is on expo and then marcus yeah. was trying to uh, relay like a Dish or something yeah, like that.
0: He wanted to know how many cannolis oh, okay. for, the, for all day. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then Sid didn't respond, and then Marcus started like taking it out, and <sighs> he was like, so what? you're So you're not, uh, gonna ignore me because um, yeah, something happened?" Yeah, and he like was freaking out, and I'm like, in my mind, I was like, "Okay, that was a little uncal- uncalled for, but that definitely does happen." Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you're ignored because you're so consumed by this.
0: Relationship drama that happened earlier. I actually side with Marcus. Yeah, I can understand why he got so frustrated because Sydney was not responding to him, mm-hmm. and she acknowledged that she heard him. Right. So that's the other thing is like if she didn't hear him at all, like that's fine. But mm-hmm. at one point she's like, "Yeah, uh, yes, chef," to Marcus. Right. It's like, "Yeah, I need you know six canolas or whatever." And then he says something. And he she said yes, chef. She hears him, mm-hmm. but you know again she's overwhelmed with certain things. Or whatever she's uh also you know f- she feels awkward in that situation because they're friends and that happens all the time too right it's always yeah. it's always the guy that you know that tends to fall in love with a girl type of thing yeah and then like goes for it and then fucks everything up but it was definitely uh sydney's fault too for not responding because yeah. you, you have to yeah uh, well, especially to. when you're relaying dishes like that yeah. even if you're uncomfortable you know, yeah you're in a situation where communication's gonna be you know key to the success I mean, especially in the back of the house when everyone says, yes, chef, or yeah. heard, or whatever. Right. Like, and it's opening night, so you yeah. need that extra level of communication. Yep. Yeah. And Marcus is by himself. Also. Yeah, he's yeah, he's the pastry, so yeah. he needs to know. Mm-hmm. And if he
1: doesn't, you know, he's going to make the wrong amount of dishes, or mm-hmm. desserts. Yeah. yeah, which I wouldn't mind. I would
0: definitely eat the leftovers.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know if <laughs> he over- so He might undermake, and that would be a problem. Uh, uh, undermaking, for sure. Yeah, undermaking, and then you're like, and now you have to reset the whole setup good old thing yeah because like if one person fucks up
0: you know the whole <sighs> thing is messed up everything's messed up and anyway, that's what we saw you know that's all you need you're a good leader you need a richie in your life <laughs> <laughs> <A Richie> in <laughs> your willing your to life. take over and just do the thing well i thought it was
1: cool uh dynamic when richie was like i can take over and sid finally like agrees to it and they moved to the expo spot and he's like i think this needs to be turned around she's like i think you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> which yeah. makes sense because like if you're I mean, if you're gonna speak to the wall, it's harder to hear for mm-hmm. the people
0: behind you. So you gotta speak to them. Yeah. So facing
1: everybody. Yeah, makes more sense. It's
0: just another culmination of like smart moves that Richie continues to implement to show growth. Dude, I like the so part when good. he's
1: trying to interview people.
0: Yeah. And he like this purposely style. messed up the
1: the napkin setup. <laughs> and then when Sugar was like, I think she was really good, and Richie's
0: like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I would not want this person working here, and he's just so frustrated. Yeah. It's so funny to see. Cause yeah. He's like... <laughs> he's like I did the napkin that way on purpose. She didn't see it, Blah well, blah. she's not the guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it's like, if I saw that, that would be the first thing I fixed, you know, and it makes sense. Cause it would bother yeah. me too. Like, if, I
0: love that test. Yeah.
1: That's a good test. Cause then good it's test. like, why would you leave it there? Especially mm-hmm. if it's right in front of you. When and you're... you say you have all that experience. Exactly. So then like when you're walking around up and down setting tables and you, I mean, you can miss it if you're walking too fast, but if you're sitting down and the setup is messed mm-hmm.
0: up, you have to, yeah. yeah, I think they said it. there it was like 20 minutes. of was just sitting there, driving him crazy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so man, good. Man, Richie. Else? Man, Richie's uh, definitely my favorite character. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love. He has. He probably has the best character development arc.
1: Mhm. I feel bad for him, especially like that that scene. I definitely cried when he, like, what are you to do? You know, like, mm-hmm. your um, lover is getting proposed to, and she yeah. said yes. And you you can't really do anything you're you're like stuck you have to accept it you can't say no because you're not the guy mm-hmm. that's gonna marry her so it you know it's
0: it just suck <laughs> it suck yeah. it just suck the the best thing from to me that happened is just like after that happened we could have seen him like wallow in it right like the normal common tropes of this is like him he would have wallowed in it he needed someone else to pull him up no the next morning he's like fuck it I'm gonna do it he got up you know right on time went out did his thing mm-hmm. and then he had that sweet tender moment with the nice the head chef chef yeah yeah who also was like pretty famous but
1: <laughs> i think she i think <laughs> that's olivia man. coleman yes yes yeah okay when good i job. saw
0: it i didn't even look it up i was like is that
1: olivia coleman good job because mm-hmm. i knew it was an olivia but i forgot last name dude see like th- so many good they they're casting like top tier actors which is so awesome good. Utilize them well, <laughs> unlike Marvel. <laughs>
0: well, anything else, for you Um, it just sucks that it's over. You know? Yeah, no season three. Come on, come out, but take your time, guys. <laughs> take your time. Don't don't rush it. <laughs> I just think
1: it's funny because then it's like this is the first time we we were like we don't want to like marathon it. Right. We wanted to milk the episodes. I'm ready to rewatch like both seasons. Really? Yeah, dude. I'm just gonna rewatch it. Oh, my memory's too good. Uh, <laughs> I still remember, like, a lot of the episodes, so it's like, yeah. I still can replay the oh, scenes just, and stuff. I just need more. Yeah. You just need more. <laughs> more. of all of them. But I all guess right. uh, that's it, huh? Indeed. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This was episode 7 through 10 of The Bear, season 2. Make more. <laughs> like, subscribe, follow us, do all the things. Can't wait for next season. Yeah.
0: Bye. Bye.